Hey, Passionate and Potential fans, it's Meredith from the podcast, Meredith for Real, The Curious Introvert. I talk with paradoxical people who share unlikely lessons, like the woman who lives with her ex-husband, their teenagers, and his new wife, episode 124. If you like personal development and are ready to meet people outside the algorithm, come visit me at Meredith for Real, The Curious Introvert, wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Passion and Potential. Here's your host, the creative, the authentic, the very lovable, Aristasia Rolaine. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Passion and Potential. For today's episode, I'm going to get very open and raw and honest, (laughs) and I'm going to talk about struggling with mental health and how it actually can impact your passions. And I'm going to be completely vulnerable and share what I'm going through right now because um, my mental health isn't great. (laughs) And so there's clearly a lot of heart in this podcast, and I have a huge heart, (laughs) But with that huge heart, I have a lot of feelings. And as my intro says, I have a lot of emotional baggage. (laughs) And a current struggle that I am dealing with right now is feeling like I can inspire and I can help and I can use my voice even when I'm not doing so well in my own life or my mental health. You know, my perfectionism, my ADHD, my insecurities, all those are parts of me that I've kind of learned to manage and I've developed coping mechanisms for. Um, and I, I obviously still struggle with them, but not to a level like I used to. You know, I've done a lot of work to help with those. But even when I'm struggling with those pieces of me in my brain, I still feel as though I have that passion in me to help others. But here's the kicker. And here's essentially the current situation that's going on. When I am in a low and I'm in a very insecure place, and to be quite frank, when I'm depressed and I'm going through a depressive episode, I really struggle with thinking I can use my voice to help others, which directly affects this big piece of my passion. Because ultimately the passion is there. You know, it's deep down there. It doesn't go away. But when I'm in a depressive episode, sometimes the low of my mental health takes over that passion and it's hard to pull that passion out of me. And so my brain doesn't think the most positively and it will fill with thoughts like, how can you inspire someone to embrace their passion and their heart when you just had to sit down and convince yourself to do the exact same for this podcast? How can you help someone else with their mental health when you cried about 50 billion times this week and projected insecurities at your boyfriend? How can you inspire people to find themselves when you still actively feel like you're finding yourself in working through trauma and feelings that happened years and years ago? So I think in one sense, I let my own self-doubt and overthinking get the best of me. And in another, I kind of self-sabotage. Because rather than thinking from the heart and speaking authentically, something I truly pride myself on, I kind of revert to don't speak at all then because you can't fully put that joyous inspiration of yourself out there right now. So just don't. And so then I kind of stop recording and I kind of stop promoting my episodes and I essentially self-sabotage one of my own passions 
and my podcast. (laughs) So here's what I'm doing for today's episode. I am sitting down at my desk. I'm writing out my feelings and thoughts on this. And I am just speaking into this microphone. (laughs) I am once again, for the 10 billionth time, (laughs) reminding myself and every single one of my listeners that it is okay to not be perfect. It is okay to struggle. And it is okay to be on a journey of self-discovery or working through things or even a journey of lows and still make an impact. I'm sitting here and I'm reminding myself that I don't always have to be the ball of sunshine that is in her absolute best state of mind with so much confidence and is every day going and getting it and putting it out there saying, you can freaking do it, look, I'm doing it. No, I don't have to do that in order to make an impact with this podcast and to record episodes. I can be authentic. And I can share my struggles, even if they're happening in real time. Because that in itself could help someone. Or maybe it doesn't. (laughs) But to me, that feels a lot more like me and the ever-growing me that doesn't suppress or pretend anymore, or at least tries, (laughs) than trying to put on a face through a troubling time and not speak from my heart. Because I can't do that. I go to sit down and record, and I know when I'm struggling I cannot speak unauthentically. So therefore, I just, I won't speak at all. But I'm not doing that today. I'm not doing that now. And I'm going to actively work on not doing it going forward. (laughs) So let me go ahead and share where my head's at right now. And kind of just some things that are going on. And the I don't know. I'm just going to, like I said, I'm just sitting here at the desk recording. So hopefully this helps you and I think this will honestly be pretty therapeutic for me and it really is another level of perfectionism that I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome that I'm also not a perfect emotional human. So to give a little bit of context, um, all right, episodes 50 through 54, I released my life story and I talked about my journey in my business, but also my journey in life, my childhood. I kind of touched on some of the sad times and a little bit of the trauma. And I felt very empowered to own my truth and share my journey. I said that so much throughout these episodes. However, I don't know that I was fully mentally prepared to do that or that I was aware of how I would feel after doing that because I've never done that before. Truly and wholeheartedly, that was my first time ever. And I, and I thought it was going to be this empowered, oh my gosh, it, this is so freeing. And in a sense, it, it was a little bit, but it wasn't exactly. <laughs> Releasing that actually took a huge toll on me and my mental health. And honestly, this podcast, i.e. why there hasn't been a ton of episodes after that. So... Like I said, when I released those, I thought I would feel free and inspired to continue sharing deep parts of me that weren't always pretty. But actually, I think what it did was stir up a lot of unresolved feelings that I really, truly thought I did work through already. I was like, yeah, I've talked about this in therapy. We're good. And I've shared in past episodes that I've kind of struggled with accepting my trauma or negative situations 
literally to a fault and to the point of having toxic positivity with myself and life. And so to me, the fact that I was even in therapy to discuss them and that I even discussed them on, on the show was like, all right, you did it. You're doing great. You accepted it. And you're not even putting a pretty light on it anymore. <laughs> but it's no wonder that talking about some of this stuff that I have, quote, accepted brought out those feelings again. Because at the end of the day, just because I talked through it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. And just because I've painted a, I have acknowledged it, and I've, quote, overcome it, light on, you know, those aspects and those parts of me, it doesn't mean that I have grieved them fully. And so after releasing those episodes, I realized there is so much more work to do. (laughs) I genuinely had trauma responses after releasing them. And I kind of made little jokes in the episodes about, oh, needing to be talked out of Uh, deleting these, huh? This is hard. And I want to hide in a corner, ew. But in reality, those were genuine feelings. And I once again was doing this, let me joke about it thing and make it funny. But I was actually having (laughs) trauma responses. And when I wasn't recording on the podcast, it was actually, I'm going to throw up. And the state of my mental health reacted with literal anxiety, panic attacks. And I realized, oh no, uh (laughs) uh-oh. You have not worked through this in the way that you thought you did. And so when I released those episodes and I talked openly, I genuinely would start breathing very heavy and have severe anxiety at the thought of receiving backlash for speaking about things. Um, Growing up, it wasn't really, we didn't talk about these things clearly, hence why I'm about to be 30 and I just now am. (laughs) Um, It wasn't like a healthy communicating space and I've never really had a chance to have closure with a lot of the things that hurt me in life because they've never been talked about together. And so I've had to kind of form my own version of closure by accepting it in maybe a like solo way. I've always had really bad nightmares. And I was actually diagnosed with PTSD about two years ago through my therapy journey. But during the process of recording those episodes and releasing them, the nightmares increased drastically. And it wasn't a, oh, I had a few bad dreams this week. It was, I had I had a bad dream every single night this week. And they were very vivid. And they stirred up a lot of feelings. And quite frankly, to be honest, I'm wondering if, it, if they stirred up actual repressed memories. Because that's how vivid and real they felt. And then I wouldn't be able to shake them during the daytime. So those nightmares were literally affecting not only my sleeping state, but my wide awake mental state. And all of these things truly are trauma responses, and I haven't had them like this in a while. I've had, you know, I'll have moments, and like I said, I usually always have bad dreams, but I haven't had it where it is continuous every day, and I'm like starting to have anxiety attacks and stuff again 
in a while, I really, really thought I was kind of on this next chapter of owning my story and finally feeling that grief. But clearly not. <laughs> I think there's a few things that probably also play a big role in this. And it's that this year is the first time I've ever set very, very strict boundaries with people in my life that have hurt me. And Michael, my boyfriend, even brought up a very valid point that I had not even considered. <laughs> he was like, I'm so proud of you for releasing those episodes. And man, that like that's not an easy thing to do. Do you think the timing is significant though? Do you feel like this was kind of your way of coping? Like talking about it openly, you know, with what has happened this year? And I was like, what? No, I've always wanted to release those. Yeah, no, I just wanted it to be for my 50th. <laughs> looking hindsight and looking at the effects of this, maybe there's something to be said there. Because if I'm going to be completely open and honest, two months before releasing those episodes, I had one final, one last final disappointment with my father. And he's no longer in my life. And I've been taking it pretty hard. <laughs> You know, I've always protected him growing up. I always felt this need to paint him in the most beautiful light and see the best in him and try to mask any hurt he did to us. And if you listened to the childhood episodes, you'll remember that I was this little daddy's girl that was just begging for love. And, you know, he'd be out on the road and I, he, I wouldn't see him for three months and he would come home and I'd have a full dinner made and a cake that said, welcome home, daddy. And I... I was always reaching out to him for love and love and love. And because I was doing that, I never truly accepted the reality at hand, which is that he was not giving it. And the many times that he would disappoint and disappoint, I would just kind of make excuses. <laughs> and the many times, you know, he wouldn't call for months and months and months. And, and then he would finally call, but it was at 4 a.m. when he was very, very drunk. You know, I would say things like, well, call is better than no call. And really what I was doing is I was making excuses for a lack of effort or love or action. And now that I have kind of learned more self-love and I have learned to respect my own heart and my own boundaries, I had to put my foot down and say, this is not the way you show someone you care about them. And in January, March, something like that, <laughs> I, I finally came to conclusions and accepted that I can no longer allow this behavior because it is hurtful to me. It pulls a string on my heart and tugs it back and forth. And it's manipulative of my openness to love and to accept and to forgive. It's not right. And I decided that I deserved better and I officially stopped being the daddy's girl begging for love. And it was rough. It was this um, opening in my eyes. I don't even know, it, it was like a, I'm finally seeing what's in front of me because I've always had the love is blind goggles on 
Like I said, I always painted him in a very positive light. And it's like I took off the sunglasses that said, Daddy is perfect and Daddy loves you. And I saw actual logic. An actual... Ooh. I saw what was in front of me. And it was kind of this awakening, but not in a positive, freeing way. It was an awakening in a I am so disappointed way. And then, ironically enough, like my boyfriend mentioned, I released those episodes shortly after. And I think I maybe subconsciously I did think that releasing those would be freeing. And I and I thought that putting this boundary with my father and no longer being, you know, the girl begging for love would be freeing and I would finally have closure. But it actually just kind of hurts. <laughs> um, it just hurts when you come to a conclusion that the moment you no longer go out of your way to love someone and you hold them responsible to respect you, all of that, quote, love stops on the other end. And um, additionally, the same week that I released those episodes discussing like <laughs> my journey with my mother and just, you know, some of the times that her depression took over and how I kind of had to step up as big sister to take care of the kids. Um, you know, I found out some really conflicting information about my mom. And it was literally the week I released those episodes. And I was like what is happening? <laughs> I was like, is like the universe testing me? <laughs> because this is all happening a lot at once. And now I'm feeling like I just don't even know my own brain or my own feelings. <laughs> um, and so, you know, originally that empowerment of I feel so strong for finally discussing these difficult times openly, those turned into holy moly. Uh, you're very, very anxious about it. And holy moly, you just uncovered a lot of repressed memories that you literally blocked out when you were a kid. And I didn't even mention those ones in the episodes. But even just talking like openly about it and really digging deep, I uncovered things and feelings and, you know, combined just that with life and the said people in, in this journey... <laughs> And I went very quickly from empowered to sad and very confused about myself and about my feelings and about the way I process things and if I truly have processed or have closure or, or grieved. And I, I went from being, I'm in a great spot and I am using my voice because I am passionate to help others to... How could I help people when I can't even share these, in my opinion, mild stories? Because I didn't even dig very, very deep into them. I kind of, like, I think I'm being more deep in this episode than even in those childhood and adult years ones. And so how can I help others when I can't even share just a story of my life? How can I help them when that made me plummet? And so that turned into self-sabotage and unkind talk and the questioning of my worth and 
the questioning of my impact. <laughs> and so that's how we got here. Things are fine. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> um, so, yes, that's how we got here. I sat down and I forced myself to work through these feelings and wholeheartedly get to the root of them. And this is what I came up with. Speaking openly about people that have hurt you, whether it was intentional or not, and how you have struggled causes an, an anxiety reaction. Is that why you don't want to record these episodes and release them? Is it because you're anxious about talking about it? Well, the answer is no. Speaking of it was difficult. And it, like I said, it brought up suppressed memories and feelings. But that wasn't the issue. Because like I did mention above, I've always wanted to own my truth. I've always said I'm going to share my journey. And I've always said I hope by sharing my journey, it'll help someone else to do the same. So then I had to ask myself again, what is the issue? Why can you not sit down and record an episode then? If it's not the anxiety that that is concerning you, what is it? <laughs> and I realized the issue is that I'm a freaking work in progress. <laughs> and when I realized that owning my truth did not mean resolution or resolving my truth or acceptance or closure, I felt like, well, if I'm a work in progress, especially with my mental health right now, how can I help other people? If I've been in therapy for three years and I'm still processing a lot, even though I thought I did already, and I share these hoping or these hopeful, inspiring podcast episodes, how can I release them when I realize maybe I haven't even come to terms with a lot of the things that I often talk about to inspire? And how can I release these episodes knowing that I'm actively in a low and I am not at my best <laughs> and I'm not at my most confident? I mean, confidence, I got to, I'm still working through it a lot. And I'm not even my most emotionally sound. And I'm, I'm not my happiest, quote, happiest in this current season. Yes, my life is happy. However, my mental health is not at its happiest. Because inside my mental health, there is still a little girl that is craving love from her parents. And she is grieving lost people. And she is grieving mistakes. And she's grieving time. She's grieving who she used to be. She's grieving who she's trying to become. And inside my mental health is an adult woman who is still figuring that out. And an adult woman who still does a lot of gaslighting. And knows that she is easily manipulated. And how can I inspire other women to find confidence and to feel empowered and to not be manipulated and to go after things in life that they love if I too am a hot mess with all of that? So I went through all these questions that I just freaking rambled to you. The, is it the anxiety? Is it this? Is it that? <laughs> and I just wrote out bullet points and feelings. And of course I journaled every bit of this because you know I love journaling. I'll say it forever. <laughs> and... I know my passion is there for the podcast. The root issue here is I'm not embracing that passion because I am struggling with my mental health. And I got to the conclusion that I, would, I was avoiding sitting down and speaking from my heart 
because I didn't want to be unauthentic. And if I'm trying to paint my mind and my heart and my mental health in an inaccurate light, then I don't think I'm being authentic from my heart. And I know that kind of sounds confusing, but in my mind, it was like, either you have to be imperfect and share what's on your heart, or you have to not record it all. Because you will not sit there and pretend that you are perfect and that you are in a great state of mind every day. And I told myself, be the imperfect woman that you spoke about in episode one. That imperfect woman talked a lot about tasks being imperfect, right? Like not wanting to embrace painting because what if it wasn't perfect? Not starting the podcast because it wasn't perfect. Not doing certain photography things because it wasn't perfect. But what about the imperfect woman that embraces the fact that she is going through a challenging time right now and her brain isn't her best friend (laughs) and her feelings aren't the most healthy or emotionally sound? What about that woman? Because only speaking about her in past tense and referring back to times where I overcame challenges, that is an accurate time of that imperfect woman, but it's not accurate for current day because I can't only speak in past tense. Life is a roller coaster and there's going to be moments that I'm not going to be my best and I cannot give up on my passion for speaking from my heart every time that my mental health causes me to struggle. I need to embrace the fact that It is okay. I am a hot mess. (laughs) I'm actively working through it. Always will. And this might be a season where it feels a little bit more sting. And maybe literally next month, I will come to acceptance and I will wake up and not feel a heavy cloud over my head. And maybe I won't be in a, you know, a depressive episode or a low and I won't be having anxiety attacks and nightmares every night. Or maybe I will. But if I give up on my passion out of the unknowing and the struggles, I'm doing myself a disservice and I'm doing my, my podcast a disservice. Because that's not why I started the podcast. I did not start it to be a perfect person. I said it in episode one. I'm imperfect and I'm overcoming that. And so here's what I want you to take from this. First of all, if you feel as though you can't make an impact because you're not at your best and because you're struggling and because goodness gracious, anxiety and depression really know how to make things tough. I want you to think about your purpose. Really think about why you do what you do. I know in my situation, this is about speaking and inspiring. Maybe yours has nothing to do with helping others, but it is, you know, you lose your passions in things you love to do. You know, you love photography, but when you're depressed or really anxious, you start to lose that passion in photography. I want you to spend time with yourself and think about your purpose and think about what you can do to embrace that purpose, even when you know you're not at your best. And how you can make small little changes and 
small little gestures of love to yourself that allow you to embrace a passion, even when your brain's telling you you don't deserve to. Small little gestures of self-love. For me, it's speaking authentically. It is allowing myself to work through this and embrace every bit of imperfection. And talking into this podcast mic like the hot mess I am and apparently crying it. <laughs> Didn't anticipate that. <laughs> it's allowing myself to still embrace speaking from my heart and not punishing myself by saying, you don't deserve to. You don't get to. Think about your purpose and think about giving yourself the love it needs to embrace the purpose. I hope you enjoyed this hot mess episode. <laughs> hey, coming right at ya. 8 a.m. I'm already crying. <laughs> so if you did enjoy it, please, by all means, share it with a friend who you think it could help. If you tag me on social media, I promise I'll repost your tag. I probably didn't in the last month because I was terrified of the episodes I released. <laughs> But I'm doing it now, okay? We're doing it. I'll let you know how I feel tomorrow. (laughs) But all in all, really, share it with a friend. It would mean the world to me. And you can find me on Instagram at Aristasia, A-R-A-S-T-A-S-I-A, and be on the lookout for my next episode. (laughs) Till next time, my friends.